So I got a question. Mm-hmm. Where's my click? I have not heard the click in forever. Did you hear the click? That's because you're not wearing your headphones. I can see oh. it on the screen there. See the click? <laughs> there it is. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, when you play it back wearing your headphones, you'll hear the click. Well, okay. Hello, click. Click time it is. Hi, this is Brian White. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 37 of Celebrity Soul Speak with Brian and Renee. Conversations from the other side. Chester Bennington. My wife, Renee, is a spirit communicator. She speaks to those on the other side, and I've been a radio personality for over 50 years. The other side established communication with us because they wish to stay in touch with this dimension. They are our teachers, the invisible knowledge that helps us on our way. They have much to share and hope that those who listen will reflect on their messages. Our conversations are recorded as they happen. We do edit long pauses um, that sometimes occurs during communication. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our listeners for tuning in. We, is Brian and I, along with the celebrity souls we converse with who are the reason for this podcast, they requested that we be part of their team and help them to communicate with us the eternal souls still here having a human experience. Their missions were accomplished and they returned home, many without warning, and they had more to say. You know, they don't sit around and play harps, you know. They have a structured society and most become mentors for us here and on other planets and universes. If you're listening, I assume you're enlightened and can appreciate the communications with those transitioned. But you have a part in this too. Spread the word. People need to hear what, what they're saying. There have been some very serious topics raised in this forum, like our recent episode, Brain Injury, with Aaron Hernandez, Paul Allen, Junior Seau, and Dave Durian. People are dying needlessly because they have CTE, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy, and it's from repeated blows to the head. Joe Namath may have found a way to stop this deadly disease. I don't know. You'll just have to listen for yourself. Have you heard what Abraham Lincoln thinks about his beautiful America? Can I say that my beautiful country is a damn mess? That's what he said. And I said, yes, sir, you can. Steve Jobs gives a dynamic description of his death and transition during our conversation. So much to say. Help us to spread the word from San Jose, California, Wilmington, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., Sao Paulo, Brazil, Columbus, Ohio, Clichy, France, Halley Ridge, North Carolina, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, South Salt Lake, Utah, Leamington, Ontario, Canada, Huff, Ohio, Châtillon, France, Paradise, <laughs> Paradise, Nevada, Paris, France. We got a French connection going on. We want to thank you. Thank you for listening. Chester Bennington was just 41 years old when he ended his journey here. There was no mistaking that amazing voice when you listen to Lincoln Park or Stone Temple Pilots, Grey Days, Dead by Sunrise, and The Kings of Chaos. Chester left behind six kids and many fans who loved his sound, me included. Chester's death came two months after the suicide of his friend, Chris Cornell of Soundgarden, who we will be chatting with on our next episode, recorded live. Chester, you around? 
Chester says, How could I not be with the cool tunes vibing at your pad? Oh, man. This is music. I love Linkin Park. Chester said, Well, thank you. I enjoyed making it. Chester, I always stress when it gets to this part in an interview, where do I start? Do I ask about your suicide? Do I ask about your life here? Chester said, you can ask anything. Okay. So let's start from the start. Tell me a little bit about the beginning and the important times in your life. Chester said, well, I was a kid, then a bigger kid, then an adult. <laughs> That's really good. Okay. Will you talk about the depression? Will you try to help others to understand what you were thinking when you made that decision? Chester said, I think we all go through the ups and downs of life. But with people like me, I don't spend a lot of time in the up part of life. And you go on and on every day, the same as the last. And I feel the same as the last. Then one day, you just say no more. I'm not doing this no more. I don't have to if I don't want to. After all, I have the right to make my own decisions. I decided I was done. So I left. Will you take us through your death and transference to there? Chester said, I didn't die right away. That's what I had been counting on, that I would die right away and not have to undergo the panic of dying. I just want it out, plain and simple. I hung there for I don't know how long, and finally, someone saw me. I was already out of my body, looking down at myself. I didn't know what to do. I just stood there, and my grandfather came for me. He said we were going to get me settled. There was a real bright light, and I closed my eyes, and when I opened them, it was complete darkness. That scared me, and I closed them again. When I opened them, this time, I was in a garden in a valley. I was alone, and a voice in my head said, not to fear, I was safe. This would be where 
I will be staying for now. And I would receive further direction using this manner of communication. There was a lovely house on the other side of the clearing. I assumed that was my home for now. When it was time for me to move on, I didn't want to. I asked if I could stay in this scenario. I was told I could be in any scenario I chose. So, I am where I want to be for now. I enjoy visiting others and they visit me too. It's happy. Well, that's great to know. Chester said, There's nothing to fear about our transition. It doesn't hurt or anything. You just leave your body behind. That was a little weird at first. But I was glad to be rid of it. We are all equal here. Do you visit with your family? Chester said, I do sometimes, keeping an eye on them in case they need me. What was the hardest thing about taking your life? Knowing what it would do to those left behind? I was sure of my actions. I did what was best for us all. Tell me about Chris Cornell. Chester said, solid dude. He's here somewhere. Your friendship with him. Did you have a suicide pact? Chester said, no, we aren't teenage girls. We were just at the same place in that life. I'll be speaking with Chris soon, and I have to thank Mr. Mojo for introducing us. So, Chester, do you mentor? Chester said, yes. My favorite thing. I enjoy helping people get through that life. Like, what do you do? Chester said, sometimes you don't do anything. Actually, most of the time. It happens. 
the way it is supposed to. Do you have any plans on coming back here anytime? Chester said, not if I can help it. There is too much to experience. Why do something you've already done? Good point. When you got the whole picture of your life here, were you surprised to find out who you really were when you got there? Chester said, I had no expectations. So there was no surprise. Will you share some of your past lives? Chester said, I'm still trying to catch up on that kind of stuff myself. We have many, many lives. And I would like to thank you for using your incredible talent to entertain and educate us. Chester said, I guess I did some good then, huh? Well, according to me, any act performed here that benefits someone other than yourself is good. Chester said, that's perfectly stated. Well, thank you. Till next time. Chester said, till next time. You know, we're all the same on the other side. I wrote a poem about this, and it's in a book I wrote with Edgar Allan Poe. And it talks about a soul being a soul. It doesn't matter what package it's in during the adventure here. Sometimes having this gift can be a blessing, especially when you can help others bridge the communication between here and there. A good friend and her young daughter lost their young pup to an incurable disease the other day. I don't read for people normally. My attention is strictly on the podcast. But as I was communicating via text with my friend, her sweet pup came through with messages to her and her daughter. My friend was so touched and said that it really helped to hear that her precious pup was fine and on the other side with other pets that she had loved over the years. Her pup even apologized for killing a baby rabbit. Said she didn't mean to. She was just too rough and Bunny didn't make it. She was there too, Bunny. Unfortunately, pup showed me this occurrence, but she had to show me to get the point across. Why am I telling you this? Because it is possible to communicate with the souls of our pets as well as our family and friends. You know, you can do this yourself. Just talk to them and then be quiet. They may answer. Thanks for joining us. Join Celebrity Souls Speak on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Celebrity Souls Speak. And check out Renee's blog at commonsenseinwilmingtonnc.blogspot.com.
Sense spelled C-E-N-T-S.